right, but yo, check it. Uh, this is Editor's Note. We back number five. Um, I am Carrington J. Tatum, your chief. I'm Sawyer Click, your managing editor. And I'm Jacob Rodriguez, and I'm the sports editor at the University Star. Yeah. Um, so as you can see, we got a special guest. It's not just the two boys today. Uh, we have the illustrious, um, the man of the newsroom, uh, the flagrant, the ever flagrant. Ill-fated occasionally. <laughs> Jacob Rodriguez, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Jacob, how's it feel to be on your first episode of Editor's Note? This is pretty fun. It's a little stuffy in here. Yeah. <laughs> and the it's... chairs are kind of hard, but it's okay. And so I'm going to tell you all what's on the napkin per usual. Uh, we're going to talk about the student government debates that happened. Um, and then we're also going to talk about the sit-in recap town hall. Uh, that happened, too. And I have a lot to say about that. Um, and then, of course, we brought on Jacob like we said we would. Uh, so he can give you all some actual insight on sports. Um, we're going to talk about men's basketball doing really well right now. Um, and he's going to actually explain why having Coach Spavidal, uh is a big deal. So that's what we got for you. Um, do y'all want to start with student government debates? Sure. I, like I wasn't there. You, hey, appreciate it, bro. Thanks for the support. I was kind of putting a paper together. I watched the live stream. I had a migraine that day. So. Oh, yeah. I had a migraine. He lying. First of all, <laughs> this man's lying. We've all had a migraine on production, bro. Um, I was done at four. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Sawyer really held it down. Uh, I don't know why in the world. Listen, when I tell you that planning the student government debate was stressful, <laughs> like, I don't know why in the world student government waited a week before the debate needed to happen because they on a, they're on a deadline too to stay within election code and then they put it on a monday and then call me and say hey so are y'all gonna like host the debate and i'm like <laughs> yeah we are, we have a date set for tuesday and like well it's gonna have to be on a monday because our deadline's monday and we have a paper to put out what oh. was that like so we're being um editor-in-chief pro tempore uh i actually wasn't involved <laughs> what i just ran the paper bro you did the debate stuff no, no. I'm oh, saying, on like, Monday? Yeah, like, I just did what I do. <laughs> I <laughs> so put the paper together. Yeah. All right. Cool. Jake. But there's like no one here on Monday. It was just me and Gloria. The yeah, designer. Ever since you changed that policy about so nice. editors having to stay throughout the entire thing. Yeah. I decided to be generous in the spring semester. Zoom! <clears throat> and I let y'all go home. Uh, and y'all haven't returned since. Uh, but yeah, so the debate. Listen, I'll tell you the single most stressful thing. Because it's like. There's a lot to go that goes into it as far as, like, the venue, planning out your questions and, like, the flow of the debate, all that. Um, I had Sandra with me and um, Emily Martin of KTSW. Um, and so, like, I had some support in terms of, like, creating the questions. But the single most stressful part of having that debate was my outfit. The fit. You don't know how much time and energy I put into figuring out what I was going to wear. I went suit shopping with Carrington, and this man took two hours to buy a suit, decide he didn't want it before the <laughs> debate, and now we have to go return it. Word. I purchased a whole suit, looked at it in the mirror, said, I don't know, bought it, and then I got home, said, I'm not really rocking with it. We can have to go somewhere else the night before. Went to buy more clothes, yep. and then he wore that. Yep. I can't believe it. Um... But yeah, I mean, that it was stressful, but how was it? So, Jacob, you said you watched the live stream. What was your first impression? Was there anything that stuck out for you? I just hate Facebook's compression rate, I think. Like, no matter how good you plan <laughs> you to do a live stream, oh, it just, just like, looks garbage. Yeah, it just looks garbage. That makes sense. I think we have video, though. Um, and Twitter changed its compression rate, too. So, even if we did something else, like, I, just, something is going to mess up on any... No, that's true. I think... I was like, so what's weird is like when you're moderating the debate, you have no idea what's going on. 
like I'm asking questions and like trying to keep up with their words and making sure we're staying on schedule. So it's like any like bombs that would have been dropped, I missed them. So like <laughs> I'm kind of counting on y'all to tell me like because I know we talked about Greek life for a minute. Um, and I, that was like a contentious point. It felt like the last like 10, 15 minutes almost. Yeah. And Plunkett Torpy, like, you know, obviously they had their whole Twitter beef with, um, <laughs> with, uh, IFC president. What's homie name? Jake uh, N. Jake, Jake Neveski. Neveski. Yo, I'm glad you know how to say that. Former IFC president. Oh, former IFC. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm glad you know how to say what? No, say Nick, it again. Neveski. Neveski. N- nah, y'all say the N word one more time <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be a rap for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Neg Vesky. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, nah, from now on, he's Jake in. Uh, but they had their Twitter beef. And originally, so like we did this on the fly. Like you, you saw me lean over to Sandra and Emily. Because uh, originally we had the wording of the question. We were going to ask Plunkett Torpy very specifically like, yo, um, Jake Neveski called y'all out. And y'all didn't respond. Did y'all want to respond now? <laughs> but in the moment, it would have felt super out of context. It felt unfair. So we like restructure the question and just be like hey what are your thoughts on greek life and um we were waiting like cop out yeah wimp i mean i guess if that's what you want to call it but i do they'd be looking for (laughs) they'd be looking for reasons to get the star out of here anyways so i was like head him in public bro nah see i was just gonna wait for them to see if they told the truth like i was gonna see if they kept that same energy and if they didn't i told sandra to ask the follow-up of like yo that's not what you said on twitter (laughs) um but for the most part they kept that energy, but even then, the hardest thing, like it shouldn't be, but the hardest thing about the S- the student government debate is getting the candidates to argue with each other. Oh, Y'all yeah. Y'all notice that? I mean, I wasn't there, but that sounds like it would be fun if they were fighting. <laughs> yeah. You would think like the candidates would want to argue with each other at the debate. And Bembo Thompson, like, he threw a couple shots, like, early on. He was like, he was like, you know, um... I haven't been in student government, so I've authored zero pieces of legislation. Uh, that's the exact same number as my opponent. And that was like a bar. And Plunkett Torpy got up and was like, hey, listen, man. That hurt. <laughs> we we doing our best out here. <laughs> oh, my God. But they just also didn't, like, clarify anything, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they waited to, like, the question and answer portion to, like, clarify a lot of other things. Like, exactly. Which was weird. I tried to give them the most, like, wiggle room, like, in terms of how they answered the question. Um, but, you know, I'll, I can only do so much. But I think hopefully student government is about to transition into, like, it's better year. Because, like, Allison Castillo dropped out of the race, um, which makes it easier on my part to plan because uh, it's only two executive alliances or whatever. Um, but neither of those campaigns really have that many ties to, like, old student government. Um, that we know of. That we know of, yeah. Um, I think Thompson's been a senator for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he, he he's been there for a while, and I think he kind of, he brought that expertise uh, about, around student government that I don't think Corey Benbow necessarily had, mm-hmm. um, and so I think they're a great ticket, um, but it's still going to, it remains to be seen who pulls out the iPads um, <laughs> when uh, election days get here. <laughs> Dang, dude. <laughs> Word. But yeah, um, student government debates are cool. Hopefully, they'll be more fun in the future as we get some new faces, um, and you know, there's a lot that can happen. Uh, I think elections, no, sorry. Voting days are the 18th through the 21st, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. You right. Um, so make sure you, you don't even have to get out there and vote. Just log in with your net ID. Um, and Online, just, right? yeah. You'll get an email sent to you. get an email? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So check your emails. It doesn't take much to vote. Um, and there's also a bunch of senators running too. Some of them running unopposed. 
So study up on those people, see who's representing your particular college, um, and just vote because I'll say that student government's most important responsibility is over the student service fee, which is like where all of the, you know, we pay all this money for like the rec center and the library and all these other like amenities on campus. Um, if there's any important issue that student government controls, it's that one. So I think it's important to vote and know who, who's involved where and what their interests are as it pertains to the student service fee. Um, so just read up and vote. That's all I got for you. Next on the docket is the sit-in recap, which um, not a lot of people, I don't know that this was as publicized um, as other events have been, but were y'all familiar with this? Did y'all know this was happening? I didn't know the recap was happening until like the day of, and then like, you know, Slack is going off and everyone's talking about it. The mm. post sit-in or yeah. what was it called? I, I don't remember what the official title was, but post it was- Post town or something. Post sit-in like town hall, I think, is what I'm rolling with. Um, but essentially- uh, a lot of the people involved with the sit-in that took place in LBJ uh, last year, they actually sat down with um, the administration, so a lot of people from the president's cabinet, and kind of revisited, um, you know, all of the demands that were made during the sit-in and kind of did a, a progress report on them. And I actually, so I had a class during that time. Of course. I was, like, planning to pull up for, like, 10 minutes. And leave. Yeah, that was my plan. And you ended up skipping class? Hey, relax. <laughs> Allegedly, <laughs> I'm not going to put What's anything new? on record, um, but it was my intentions to not stay, and I did stay for quite a long time. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> uh, please don't tell Sarah Shields. Web I love web design. It's a great class. Uh, <laughs> love Sarah Shields. She's awesome. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was actually a really, it kind of caught me off guard in that, like, I was only planning to stay 10 minutes because I thought it would be kind of administration, you know, doing PR as per usual. Right. Um, and I didn't necessarily, I didn't think it would be as emotional as it ended up being. And that's mm -hmm. what made me have to stay because it almost seemed like, like, the best way I can describe it is like a family having a heart to heart. Mm. Because yeah, that's pretty... That's pretty that's pulling at the heartstrings, I guess. It is. Like, and, how many people were there, though? Yeah, so it's weird. Um, I'll say it was, like, relatively slim. Like, if you're talking about students, you know, probably, like, 15. Dang. 15, 20. How many administrators? Um, as far as administrators, you're looking at, like, maybe 5, 10. Was it, like, the same administrators as last year? Um, For the most part, so you had um, Eric Algo. Um, you had the new police chief, Lori Klaus. Um, you had Sandy Pantlick, who is um, media relations. Uh, Dr. Smith, Joanne Smith was there. Um, who am I missing? I think. Dr. Ben. Dr. Ben was there, yep. Um, and Dr. Jesse Silva was there. Um, yeah, and then I think for the most part, that's kind of like, that's everybody from the president's cabinet who was there. Um, and then I think there were just like a few other observers. Uh, one person, Dr. Moses, um, who's a professor in the philosophy department, he was there and spoke. He was actually the one who started the crying. Like, he was the first to shed tears. Dang. Um, because he was like, it really troubled him to see students arrested and see, like, the stress. Because it ended up students just started telling their stories about, you know, how the arrest happened, you know, being in your dorm and hearing a knock at the door saying, come in because you think it's friends. And then two cops walk in and they're like, hey, um, like you're under arrest. And so it's like, he kind of felt for the students. And I think that's kind of a, 
a feeling that spread across the room, regardless of whether or not you thought the arrests were justified. What did they like? What do you walk away from that with? Like, did they hit the the points they wanted, or? Yeah, so that's where I think you know the intention I think was to really do a check in and see where um, you know what progress was made on the demands, but I think it ended up being more just because administrators and students really haven't spoken to each other since that event. Right. Like, obviously, you have the stars coverage. People have written opinions columns. People are talking on social media, but two parties haven't sat down, and that's what this was. And I think. Really, if anything, it was just therapeutic for them to talk to each other. Um, and so, if anything, I think it helped relieve some tension between some key um, key administrators and some of the people involved in the sit-in. Um, but as far as, like, the checkpoints of the demands, like, obviously, Black Studies minors coming, um, the immigration attorney happened, uh, which the attorney for students was was there, and she, she pointed that out that, you know, before we had an attorney like dedicated to um, undocumented students mm-hmm. like they were saying that's not possible but now we have one part-time and the attorney for students is confident that we'll get that person to be full-time and so I guess that just goes to show the impact like that's the actual tangible results of that sort of student activism so like what are the administrators like how did they react to like the emotional stuff yeah so they were pretty quiet for the most part um, they didn't do a whole lot of talking while the students were telling their stories because I think they wanted to give that space. I saw that they were taking lots of notes. Um, the only administrators who spoke at the end um, were um, Eric Algo. He spoke, um, which was, was particularly interesting because he's over uh, finance and support services, I think. Mm-hmm. Is that his official department? Yeah. Um, which UPD falls under. Um, and so he spoke and um, kind of showed support in that, like, you know, I think the work you're doing is great, like continue it. Um, And then uh, Chief Klaus also, she spoke, but her response was different in that she she was kind of like, yeah, I think there's some missed opportunities here, Um, but didn't happen under her tenure. Um, And so it's kind of not much she can she can say about that one. Exactly. Dang, man. So like I. I wonder, like, had it not gone emotional, like, what would have been the end here where they're talking about, like, the tangible effects? And, like, you're looking at, so you hit this one, you hit this one, but, like, how many did, have they missed since then, right? Yeah, that's a good question. And I think for the most part, um, they've made progress on everything. Because um, just off the top of my head, uh, a lot of it had to do with accountability. So more so than saying, like, hey, you know, pay for this by the end of, whatever year or hey establish this by the end of the year it was more give us more information like give us a timeline to hold you accountable with as far as black studies minor goes that's something that happened um they created the social media accounts um and gave updates about that stuff over time immigration attorney happened um so i think for the most part the administration did fulfill uh, a lot of the big picture ideas i think it's just a matter of making sure that momentum continues especially as those student activists you know, continue to graduate. Yeah, Tafari was there too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did he have, like, any input on what was happening? No, Tafari was definitely um, playing the background. And, um, of course, that's one of my long, uh, longtime colleagues. Um, but he played the background. He didn't speak. And I think that's kind of, you know, he's graduated at this point. And so I think he is taking a very kind of hands-off in that, you know, it's a university that belongs to the current students more so now. And so... He is really just kind of like a background figure, I think. Hmm. An alumni, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, I think the conversation was good. Like, I think it was also a respectful space. It was kind of a, um, you know, everybody was giving everyone room to kind of speak their mind freely. And I think that's going to go a long way with the relationship between um, Texas State administrators and students. Um, but yeah, I think that as far as to answer your question, Sawyer, as far as like what tangible results came, um, I feel like that relationship is a tangible result. Yeah, I guess we could see it that way. I just think it's like, it's almost like an administrative cop out to say like, hey, man, we're friends now, like, we're not going to do this again. And then they're not actually like, they may have that timeline, but like, where's the timeline today? Like, we see some stuff, but I feel like they're, it's too easy for them to let some things go to the side, like creating a social media account is not hard, you can do it in five minutes. Like, what else are they doing behind the scenes, you know? Joanne Smith also had a Twitter account prior to that, too. So, like, what was the point of her, like, creating something else? And I don't know. I think the biggest takeaway is, is that, like, you never really get to see, I guess, the curtain, like, removed so much. So it was just cool to see that administrators themselves were very receptive to this entire, like, idea of, like, uh, giving students that wanted it closure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think closure is a great word there. Um, and, you know, no doubt students said exactly what was on their mind. Like, they were not worried that there were administrators here. They were like, hey, you know, it was BS what you did. Here's how it affected me. And you have to wear that. Like, that's your burden. Um, and so I think it, at the end of the day, I think the points there for accountability um, or the points are there for accountability and that we have those timelines, we have the goals. So that way, hopefully, students of the future um, can look back on that and still do these same checkups, you know, a few years from now and say, hey, um, this is what y'all were doing a couple years ago. Give us another status report. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good marker of like, they're not going to hold themselves accountable. So like, we're the ones that have to, you know, whether it's yeah. like the paper or student activists or like the radio, like, they're not going to do it. So we have to. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll definitely say as far as like, there are plenty of students who thought it was very telling about which administrators showed up to that. Um, mm, you and, got names? Uh, yeah, President Trouth um, was one key name that kind of came up, as well as um, Dr. Bourgeois, um, the provost. Mm. Uh, I think those were, you know, those are the the biggest names um, as far true. as Texas State administration goes. Trouth just hid behind the email the entire <laughs> time, bro. Yeah, I mean, she hasn't spoken much on it. Her ghostwriters are out there working up a storm with these emails. Oh, my goodness. Students feel that way. And... You know, whether or not it's warranted, that's not for me to say. But I think a lot of students felt it was telling that uh, those two administrators were not present, especially Dr. Bourgeois was present during the sit-in negotiations. He kind of led that charge. And so to not be there for the recap, um, you know, kind of it didn't send the best message to to some of the students, I think. Um, But transitioning, talking about Texas State administrators, um, look, we told you on this podcast before, uh, Sawyer and I have tried to be transparent. We don't know sports. We don't know anything about sports. Um, like, I don't know where basketball goes. I don't know where football goes. Uh, I assume it's in a goal of some sort. Uh, but that's why we brought on the expert. We brought on Mr. Texas State himself, uh, Jacob Rodriguez. And so, Jake, what's sports? <laughs> Can you explain sports? Yeah, some so <laughs> I guess you want to give me some more, I guess my clear direction. Yeah. Take this. What is sports? Okay. So, <laughs> sports what, sports journalism is, sports? is really cool because it's the only thing that, um, well, it's like two opposing forces, you know, coming together. That's mm-hmm. just kind of journalism itself. You cover that. 
but more often than not, we know when exactly this is going to happen, who's going to be there, and more often than not, like how it's going to play out too. Mm. So basically what you're saying is a touchdown and a touchback are not the same thing. No, not at all. Not <laughs> at all. <laughs> same root word, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like they're kind of, like, close. Uh, also, you can shoot field goals in basketball. You can, yeah. Like, I... Whoa. <laughs> bro, that one hit kind of hard. I don't hard. know how you, like, kick. Like, you can't <laughs> kick in basketball, bro. Yeah, you can. How are you kicking a field goal? Wait, you can kick in basketball? In basketball? Yeah. No, you can't, And can, it's allowed? Bro. It's not legal. It's not legal? I, I don't think it's not illegal. What? what? Yeah. Nah, you definitely can't kick because people would be doing that. Have like, we checked this have, man's credentials? Yeah, LeBron James probably benches like no, he probably squats like four hundred pounds. You mean he not kicking basketballs in? <laughs> into the goal? Yeah, come on. Um, but I want to like let you set the agenda, Jacob. Um, because Bro, he's googling. Hey, I'm googling it, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, you definitely can't kick basketballs. Um. I know oh, that. so you're the expert now? I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of the expert. Like, I definitely know how sports work. I just... <laughs> okay, well, you can't you it. can't intentionally kick it, which I guess is what I was talking about. But if it's on the floor and you're dribbling it and then your foot kicks it... And then you it, just decide to punt it. <laughs> into like, the and then make it look like an accident, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> but, see, this is why we need you here, Jake. And, like, there's a whole other world. And I hate to, like, present it like an other world because same campus, all same team. But, like, what is you know, Texas State sports world, like, what's going on right now? What's the most important team? The most important team at this moment is the men's basketball team. Mm. Why? Well, they're 21-5 and five right now. They came off two-game winning streak uh, in Arkansas. They played Little Rock last night, and they played Arkansas State, the day, uh, well, Thursday. So they're on a road trip right now. But they're coming home Thursday, and Friday is senior night against the Raging Cajuns, Louisiana Lafayette. So 21 and 5 is good? 21 and 5 is, in fact, good. Like how good? Like very good. Well, we started off the season 10 and 1, I think. We lost, we won the first 10 games, and um, that's the, like, that's historically, hard, that's one of the best starts. What kill streak does that get you? <laughs> <laughs> I think you get the UAV with the, um, the health storm. The UAV, the care package, the chopper, you get all those with the 10. Yeah, that's a great Yeah, so they're doing team. very well, and statistically, they're holding up even better. So uh, hopefully, we'll, we'll see them compete in Louisiana later. Where are they at right now? They're like, they're in Arkansas. In the like, where are they? right now? <laughs> no, no, like the standings. Where in the world where is <laughs> Texas State? <laughs> where like in the conference are they? They are number one right now. So they're oh. the outright number one. Who's number two? Uh, Georgia State, I believe. How close is number two? Uh, like, not very. They, I think. Oh, so lost. we ahead. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. We yeah. ahead. Oh. We, you heard that Georgia State? We playing basketball oh, over oh. here. They playing basketball. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, not allowed in a booth again. <laughs> no, we playing a different kind of sport over here. Y'all got to catch up, everybody in Georgia. But still, don't <laughs> lose. You know, like, <laughs> let's continue this momentum. Well, that's what Nigel Pearson's like the star player over there, right? Yeah, Nigel Pearson's having a really great season. He had uh, a few of his best games a few games ago against at home, actually, too. Mm. What what position does he play? Like, why is he so important? He's a guard. And, like, why like, is he so important? What is a guard? <laughs> That's what, what <laughs> you guys have me analyze. Like, those are the people who, like, like, line up at the front. Like, you know how the two teams, they, like... They're like, don't set hood. Like, the guard is the person <laughs> okay. that's, like, in line. No, that is not Wait. a guard in basketball. <laughs> is he, oh my is God. he, like, a shooter or is he, like, a good defensive player? Like, I have heard shooter shooter. He, he definitely makes uh, his, like, 
he capitalizes off of defensive errors and then turns those into offensive opportunities. Mm. Oh, so okay. he controls the boards a lot of the times. So he leads so the team in rebounds and assists. He and gets the fumbles and he gets touchdowns. Oh my god! Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That sounds like a that sounds like an important player. If you're at, if you ask me. Wait. So is this is the conference play still going? Conference play is still going. I think we have five games what left your, in conference. Play. What are your projections? My projections. I always mm. want to win out. I think the the biggest problem with Texas State basketball at this moment is just consistency so trying not just winning but like continuing to dominate a team after we've like had a lead mm. so just continuing to to carry on finish the fight bro. finish the fight where the you takers think, where you think we ended up i i think we're, we're doing really well right now we're the number one seed uh if we go into the championship as the number one seed we get Two okay. first round buys. I've so. been editing your sports for very long and I still don't know what a seed is. <laughs> well, I know. So I just want to know what happens after the conference because the seed is like where you are in the tournament, right? If we finish, like, uh, we win the conference, uh, we, we get a bid to the National like Collegiate Athletic Association, the NCAA tournament. Okay. And so that's just like everybody. Like if you're there, then you're like, that's like a big deal. That's a big deal. It's generally referred to as the big dance, March Madness. <laughs> mm. oh, wait. wait, that's March Madness? Mm -hmm. Has Texas oh. State ever been in that? No, never. So this is really? like the first. Like we're, we're like doing stuff right now. Doing stuff. Wait, moves. so we've secured, like have we already secured a spot in March Madness or we just need to finish out? Uh, a lot of like the, the bigger teams like UT and the the, the Power Five conference mm -hmm. schools, we're in a, the, a mid major, so it's a little yeah. harder for us to get oh, noticed okay. and uh, get, some, get some votes in the coaches' pool and stuff like that. So, what do we need like to get there? We need to win the conference. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's, let's do it. Say less. If, yeah. if we don't win the conference, we get invited, hopefully, we get invited to the National Invitational Tournament, mm -hmm. NIT. It's held in New York. Um, but that's also a very big deal. If we did well there, it'll get Texas State on the national stage also. That's a bit. Yeah, let's go men's Dang, basketball. They're out here, let's bro. I didn't know any of like, that. Let's make all the goals, bro. Like, Nigel Pearson, keep doing your thing. Keep turning the fumbles into conversions and, like, scoring <laughs> points, bro. Like, do your thing. <laughs> no, that's pretty wild. Uh, bro, what was Danny Casper night? Danny Casper night. <laughs> so, first, they were out Danny here Casper? wearing mustaches, yeah, fake mustaches for this man. Huh? So, Danny Casper is, like, perennial coach. He has, like, 500 wins or something if you look at his overall record. He also just has a really famous mustache, I guess, you know. <laughs> and so fans have like I'm fat heads of him in the in the stands and stuff like that. So marketing for athletics came up with a Danny Casper night and of course people dressed up as Danny Casper. Huh. And Dang. so they rolling up with fake that's mustaches. That's the famous father of Casper the Ghost. Um right. and the mustache is iconic just because it looks nice. It's not better than Sawyer's mustache. <laughs> well, his is like a mustache beard combo. Well, know? you should see it because he trims it now. The but box like combo. When, when my guy. His whiskers when he used to twirl it up. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't rocking. Like, homie up. looked like he was chilling in the saloon ready to <laughs> smoke saloon, somebody. <laughs> I dare you to say something. Shout out to Marston. I had something else, bro. <laughs> I forgot where we were going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Danny Casper also just got his like. He's close to 100 wins, right? Close, yeah. Like, close. he, like, turned over... What was it? It was, like... He's just two games over 500, I think. Didn't we, he just become, like, a winning coach? Like, for his Texas State games, he just became, like... Oh, that's a Texas State coach? Well, yeah, Danny Casper's a Texas State coach. And he was, he like, like, 94 and 94 or something, and then, like, he got, like, the one win to be, like, a winning coach. 94 93. Yeah. So, that's so like, one win now over. he's winning. He's now he's 95 over 93. 200 wins. Mm -hmm. He also has just, like, a crazy, like, win-lose streak, like, overall yeah. his career. 559... And then you have to add these last two games that he just won. So it's mm -hmm. actually 561. 
over 286. And he's like a current coach? Like he, He's our current. Yeah, he's the current coach. Oh, coach. I didn't yeah. know. I thought Prior to was... that, he was at uh, Stephen F. Austin. And then before that, he was at Incarnate Ward. Oh. Ward? I thought Ward? this was like like oh, a coach that, that yeah, had like Incarnate Ward. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought it was somebody who like coached 100 years ago and they like no, wanted to remember no. him. No, he just has a good mustache, I guess. Oh, now that's sick. Yeah, shout out to um Danny Casper, bro. That's like Danny Phantom, but like his cousin. <laughs> Danny <laughs> Casper. No, no, that's pretty cool that he's making moves out here. He's getting his 100 wins, turning things around. Speaking of coaches, though, because we tried to give the rundown on it. We didn't know what he was talking about. So can you, like, this is going to have to be the official update because um, the other important coach on campus is Jake Spavital. Tell me why having Jake is important. Is, it, is this a good pick for one and, like, why? So this is my actual number one pick. I tweeted it like forever ago. Just oh, simple tweet. Oh, so you tell them the future? I like Spav. That day they actually announced it, that they got him. And so I ran in here and I wrote something up about it. But if you guys don't know, if you guys don't know. Oh, no, we don't. So Jake Spavadol was the offensive coordinator at West Virginia University. Had a pretty good career there. Before that, he was at AM. Prior to that, he was at Cal Berkeley. And he was actually the interim coach at Cal Berkeley when they went through like a little coaching like snafu and kind of things got shuffled around mm-hmm. uh but he's been around like great coaches uh like dana holgerson who's uh, u of h's coach university of houston Ooh. and <laughs> just like coaches that are like kind of like redefining the game and like putting a new kind of thing on it okay but he was my number one pick and we got him that was incredible but then there was like some commotion that he was about to dip yeah, I'll never forget where I was. I was at a Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I was at a Chick-fil-A in McAllen, Texas. When what were you ordering? 24-7 Sports tweeted that Cliff Kingsbury was looking at Jake Spavadol to fulfill the offensive oh. coordinator position. Because Cliff Kingsbury, former Texas Tech uh, University head coach, uh, got the Arizona Cardinals coaching gig. And, you know... When you get when you become a head coach, you kind of get your boys in. So if I became the head coach at Texas State, <laughs> oh, bro, can I job. be one? Yo, can I let's be go. one? Sawyer's becoming let's a Sawyer's go. becoming some sort of coach. Bro, I want to be strength and conditioning, but I'm like I'm gonna be the fattest strength and conditioning <laughs> coach you've ever seen. Look, like I've never been stronger conditioned in my life, <laughs> bro. <laughs> what? <Yeah>. Anyways, <laughs> so anyways, uh, Cliff Kingsbury did extend the offer. Spavadol would later confirm that in an interview with KTSW and Andrew Zimmel. Hold on, man. No, no. I'll, I'll save my smoke <laughs> for the end. I'll save my smoke. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. But he, they would later confirm that that was, off, that was an opportunity like presented to himself. and then, But that was like months before he had taken the Texas State job. So in obviously Spavadol was like trending on Twitter and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So he just tweeted out hashtag eat them up cats and that's how kind of everybody knew he was going to stay that's hard okay. that's that is, hard that as is hell that <laughs> and he's been kind of super supportive of everything else at texas state too he talked to women's golf before they began their season wasn't he, he at like a he was at a game? lot of baseball games mm. or he's been at baseball I saw games that pick yesterday there's only been three some other day today including mm. no, that's but he's been cool. at basketball games too that's pretty hard when you tweet out, just eat them up, cats. I'm going to tweet that out right after this podcast. He hired, like, a ton of good people, right? Oh, yeah. He basically got a lot of people from Texas Tech. His brother, too, is co-defensive coordinator with Coach <laughs> McDaniels. Um, but got to eat. Job security. We have a lot of, like, just like people I never thought would come to Texas State. Bob Stite, who's, like, kind of, like, the fly sweep person, <sighs> invented a lot of things. Uh, these are just, like, people I had no idea would, would be at Texas State. Wait, Jacob, are. So are we going to win? I think we are. I also thought we were going to win this season. So, well, we going to take bets? 
I'm not taking a bet on anything because I don't know what's going on. But it sounds really good. It sounds like he assembled the Avengers of the Avengers. college football, right? Oh, yeah, no. I have a Nick Fury line in a few of the pieces. Oh, That's dope. I'm oh, assembling yeah. a team. <laughs> Yo. Corny. So Spav, <laughs> Spav put his fist in the air and said, Avengers assemble. Who's Thanos? Mm. Mm. Of Texas State, uh, or the Sun Belt, right? I guess so. I don't know. So... If you, the thing that you have to know about the Sun Belt is just that it's like really defensive oriented game. Like a lot of teams mm-hmm. don't like blow out teams or stuff like that, but like it, like defensive battles go on. So if you're a fan of like old school football, mm-hmm. watch the Sun Belt. But if uh, Coach Babadol is trying to do some like air raid type things, that's when you just launch the ball. Mm-hmm. Texas State football is going to be very exciting to watch, and I think okay. they want to have a very up tempo offense and do a lot of cool things that Texas State. Maybe hasn't seen in the past few years, especially mm-hmm. with Coach Withers. Not that not knocking Coach Withers' style, but he was a defensive-minded coach. He actually just picked up the Florida International University defensive coordinator job. So okay, Coach, I see you. So Thanos should be shook right now. Oh yeah, I think Appalachian State and Troy. There's two like big teams. I think they should definitely be watching Texas. Yeah, State. you heard that Appalachian State and Troy. Where that we're at? coming, Troy Bolton. Yeah, y'all don't want this smoke. Bobcats coming for you, bro. That's all we're going to say about that. Um, but, yeah, sports sounds good, man. Uh, I'm happy we got this head coach. Now I got to get into my smoke because, listen, we share a sport. I mean, we share a sport. We share a building with KTSW Sports, and they get mad anytime I say their name on record, but I don't care. Um, why Spav went to them for an interview? Bro, Andrew Zimmel works for us, too. Yeah, Zimmel. <laughs> KTSW Zimmel, I know Zimmel. You listen. Hold at on. Zimmel. Hold on, Andrew Zimmel. I know you listen, bro. I talk to you in the newsroom every day. How are you going to do that to us? Hmm? That's how you feel? He has Jakey? a press credential with just University Star, though, so he's ours. Mm. Oh, clearly not. Not when you flip aside for the interview. Mm. Well, hmm? Hey, when you want hmm? good interview E, you know, you go to Zimmel. Nah, see, here's he's, the thing, he's been kind of perennial at like t- consistently covering Texas State athletics. I, I respect that, but I'm I'm 100 kidding, and like especially because I don't want Riley to send me a meeting request. <laughs> um, like I think it's a healthy rivalry that KTSW Sports and University Star Sports has. Um, right. Like we should just get to the bread, get to the content, um, and we're gonna get spab in here. You, if we get Spav in here, Jake, you trying to do that interview? If we get Spav in this stuffy-ass room? Yeah, bro. We got to get him, have him sweating like us. Yeah. <laughs> we got we to gotta have him... Uh, Y'all live like this? Yeah, yeah. I want him to see how we live in. <laughs> He's so cool. I actually met him. He cause he was at a basketball game. I just walked walked up to him. Hi, my name is Jacob. Did you That's ask it? him to sign something? Oh, he signed a picture, and my brother has it. So. Oh, wait. My, I didn't, my I didn't cousin get, Ryan have it. So. Jake, I didn't get mine. I didn't get my sign poster. Uh, Why don't you go to a Spavitone. basketball game? How about that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, relax, man. <laughs> just, everybody just calm down a bit. Um, um, but yeah, we got to get Spavitol in here because I got some questions. I know Jake. What are you going to ask him? What am I going to ask him? What I'm is a, the sport give me your of football? Three I'm going to ask why he over enunciate the T in <laughs> Spavitol. <laughs> we can't just say Spavitol? Spavitol? He says Spavitol. Nah, I respect though. Eat them up, cats. Um, but listen, that's your SPAV update. We told y'all we would have it for you. I hope that meant something to the people who understood it. Um, and we're going to definitely bring Jake in more. Jacob, you're going to have a sports podcast, right? I will have a sports podcast. The name is still in the air. Don't, I won't even, I won't even say the names that uh, me and Zimmel came up with. Thank but you. We will have a, a sports podcast rollout. Carrington even gave me a date, so I'll, I'll, I'll be accountable. March yeah. 1st. March 1st. March 1 is when uh, he has to have an episode 1 on my desk. 
Um, so keep an eye out for that. We're going to get him in there. We're going to get Zimmel in there. We're going to get everybody who knows anything about Texas State sports. Um, and we're going to put it in podcast form for you. Um, is there anything else on the napkin that I missed? Or anything nah. that should be on the napkin? Nah. I didn't ask you all about your weekends. It was good, bro. Zimmel and I went to a baseball tailgate. That was fun. And how was that? It was a good time. We we lost to Nevada State 4-0, but we were, so, we, now, <laughs> so now baseball's one and one. Baseball's one and one, and they play a ranked Montana team today, so that'll be fun. They're actually playing right now. Baseball is probably like I grew up going to um, Texas Rangers games, and um, baseball is probably the most boring sport to watch. Period. <laughs> uh, but I love the sport of baseball. If I could go back and I was like coordinated and didn't care about books so much, I'd be playing baseball right nerd. now. Yeah, no, for real. If I wasn't born a nerd. Like, I would be playing baseball because I love the sport, hate watching it. My cousin Evan has a full ride to U of H. Shout out, Evan. Must be nice. Shout out, Evan Maldonado. Do he read books? I think so, yeah. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I'm Evan. pretty sure, yeah. Evan, you're not going to outread me, All bro. All right, Evan. <laughs> yeah. I formally challenge the student scholar. Yeah. Student scholar. But yeah, that's everything we got on the napkin for y'all today. Um, per usual, uh, I want to thank y'all for listening to Editor's Note. Uh, if you like the content, definitely feel free to support us because we want to keep our student journalism independent and free. So if you like the stuff we do over here at the Star, uh, consider a donation. Uh, it doesn't have to be big, doesn't have to be small, uh, whatever you'd like, just something to consider. Uh, on top of that, if you have any comments, I want you to talk back to us. Uh, send me a letter to the editor or just send me questions uh, and I'll answer them on the next episode at stareditor at txstate.edu. Um, let me see what other church announcements. Oh, um, hiring. So if you want to help make podcasts, uh, I think I said on the last episode that I'm actually looking to, you know, work with other podcasters around Texas State and San Marcos. So even if you don't currently work at the Star, but you think you and your friends are interesting um, and have an interesting conversation, uh, email me, stareditor at txstate.edu. Um, I'd love to sit down with you, figure out how we can make a podcast happen. And if you want to work the boards, engineer it. Um, let me know, too, because we're looking for people who know how to get the technical work done. Um, and if you want to write news, sports opinions, or life and arts, hit my email. Um, if you're a comm des major, um, also hit my email. Uh, we need somebody who can actually do some great creatives in terms of graphic design and just other artistic um, projects. So hit my email for that. Are we recruiting for anything else? I miss anybody? No, nah, I don't know. Jake? I'm good. Yeah. All right, cool. Um... So yeah, that's my my church announcements for the week. Uh, remember, star editor at txstate.edu. Uh, hit me up. Let me know what you think. Uh, Editor's Note is available on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and universitystar.com. I am your chief, Carrington J. Tatum. I'm sorry, Click, your managing editor. I'm Jacob Rodriguez, the sports editor at the University Star. And this has been Editor's Note. Thank you for listening. Editor's Note is hosted and produced by Carrington J. Tatum and Sawyer Click. Engineered by Jaden Edison. Recorded and published through the University Star.